And welcome to an all-new edition of the Carolina Weather Group for this Wednesday, June the 1st, 2022. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte, North Carolina, and happy start to the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season. I'll say hello to my co-host this week, Jared Smith, joining us from Charleston, South Carolina, and to all of you joining us live tonight on Facebook and YouTube. Hello to Matthew, who is once again joining us from I think the triad pilot mountain, if I'm not mistaken. And Matthew's qu- first question tonight, we ha- we are not even a minute into the broadcast. Will North Carolina ever get a hurricane? Well, that is the theme, Jared, of this week's episode. It is the start of the hurricane season, and we have three big headlines for you today. We're going to be talking about the tropics and a threat that could potentially be Alex and could be flirting with the Carolinas later on in the week. We will have a severe weather threat to talk about on Friday, and all of that is going to be fueled by the heat. By the heat that, Jared, I am very lucky that this camera shot frames me just the way it does because we reached 95 degrees in Charlotte today, which is the highest, hottest temperature of the year just so far. And right before we came on, like 10 minutes before we came on, I thought I have just enough time to water one more section of my sad, sad grass. And I went to go move the sprinkler <laughs> and the hose, would you know, popped right off and everywhere from about here down is soaking wet. Uh, the hazards of manual irrigation. Yes. So uh, thank you, camera shot, uh, for being the way you are. And uh, I I know all of you out there probably are also trying to care for your flowers and your grass. Uh, How hot did it get today in Charleston, Jared? 93. And it looks like we're going to do that again tomorrow. We've been, um, you know, it's not the hottest we've been. We've got to 90s. I want to say we got to 96 a couple weeks ago, but uh, still, you know, pretty well up there. And again, you know, heat and disease. Not getting too terribly out of control yet. Our dew points have still been around the upper 60s to around 70 in the afternoons. We get a little bit of a surge when the sea breeze comes through. So we you know, feel about 95, 96. Tomorrow we'll feel about 96, 97 in the afternoon. And then, and then Friday ahead of the front, we have a little bit more moisture streaming in. Yeah. Those heat indices are going to get up to uh, 98 or 99. Um, uh, th- those of you who uh, follow uh, follow my weather sometimes will notice yep. that whenever I say that the temperature is going to be 98 degrees, I call it one degree lachey. Oh. Uh, so for those of you who know your uh, boy bands, uh, I yeah, am sure. Yeah, very much so. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we, we're, you know, it, it's uh, it, meteorological summer started today. Yeah, today. And, it's officially uh, summer for all of you weather nerds who watch the show. It is officially summer and i i know i felt it i'm looking at some of the questions and comments that are coming in uh kevin perry asking about this tropical system hey man east coast north carolina is supposed to be impacted by this and and jared let's hop right on into it because I'm, yeah. I'm looking at all the folks who are tonight in the the chat here tonight we appreciate that and by the way let us know how hot it got where you are today where you're watching from and what you're doing to stay cool my answer is i got a new portable ac for this room with all the electronics mm. and that was clutch today but you mentioned that cold front jared yep. and i think that is both our saving grace and the thing that actually gives us our second headline because uh i'm going to go ahead and and just punt over to you i know you've got some national mm-hmm. hurricane center graphics you want to show folks yeah. here on the first start of the hurricane season and and we actually have a piece of video from miami from inside the national hurricane center a little behind the scenes tour we'll show you in a little bit but but jared show yeah. us what's out there what's its name and what's going to steer it why does that cold front matter yeah so the good news is, is it does not have a name yet uh this is um invest 91 
I guess is the name of this bad boy. And uh, there he is. So just uh, spinning around in the, you know, around the Yucatan Peninsula. Um, but it does look like that it's going to become a tropical cyclone here before too long. We go to uh, let's take a look at uh, the uh, tropical weather outlook. This just updated at 8 p.m. Uh, from the National Hurricane Center. And again, you have that red, the red X right there. There's your 80% chance of development in the next two days. Looks very probable that we're going to get our first depression of the season. Uh, at least the first depression named in situ. It's certainly possible that we had a depression a week ago. Uh, something come ashore around Pensacola, Florida, that'll probably be in the postseason analysis. Um, that is what uh, actually helped kick off a tornado outbreak. Uh, that uh, many of you that I see in the chat were here for the other day. So, yeah. um, so that one we'll see we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, here's your um, you know, here's the, your invest area, invest ninety one. And again, I think the good news is you know we mentioned that cold front. And that cold front is going to sag southward, and what that's going to do is essentially uh, keep this to the south. However, it is going to be quite a uh, uh, quite a rainmaker for Florida. Um, let's uh, let's just uh, play with the map here a little bit. And zoom out, and you can see we have a you know standard mesoscale convective system going on in the, the uh, in the plains because that's what we do this time of year. But yeah, you have your front, um, which tonight has prompted severe thunderstorm warnings from New York City up through Pittsburgh um, and into uh, central Ohio here. And this guy is going to sag south over time, and that's going to back kind of backdoor in um, over the next couple of days. And by Friday, when we get it here in the Carolinas, we're going to, um, that's going to get us to our second headline and that's going to potentially bring us some stronger storms. But what that will also do is that they'll sag just far enough South to keep the low pressure, kind of keep this moving, um, across, uh, Florida. So there's a little bit just, of lag. Just look, Jared, how empty the Southeast is tonight on that satellite yep. and radar with the exception of a few areas where something was trying to bubble up. I yeah. mean, it's just that it's high pressure boost. is just parked, right? It's just parked mm -hmm. over the Carolinas. You can see that H there on the map. And mm -hmm. it's just, we're just cooking. We're just yep. cooking. Yep. And and that is pretty well vertically stacked too. So if I, um, actually I can probably take, do I have a view here set up? Yeah, I do. I sure do. So here's a ridge right here. So here's a 500 millibar chart. This is um, oh, about 12, 13,000 feet up or so. Um, and, uh, here's the water vapor and you can see this big ring right here. This is a ridge of high pressure. And, uh, you can see that that is, uh, keeping one that's keeping a lot of the jet activity to the North. So very calm. And basically the only storms that we're getting are pulse afternoon thunderstorms. Um, pretty common, uh, this time of year, very summer like to have a, a subtropical ridge parked out here. And what this is going to do, um, again, this, uh, this ridge is going to, uh, you know, hang around for a couple more days and then it will eventually give way um, to a little bit to some of this troughing that's out into the uh, out of the west here. This will turn the flow a little more west to east or what we call zonal. Um, and as that happens, then our tropical wannabe down here is going to probably swing across South Florida. But again, continue that uh, east northeast track and stay well away from the Carolinas, which is, um, you know, which is ideal. Now that all that to be said is that it could kick up some, some waves, some rip current risk, maybe even some yep. coastal flooding uh, in some spots yep. around times of high tide, but so not we'll go back to Ken Perry's for, question on YouTube. Yeah. Is the East coast supposed to be impacted by the storm? Yes, there will be impacts as Jared just outlined. There'll be high surf. There'll be rip currents. Uh, there'll be beach erosion, but the good news is this thing's supposed to stay offshore. And uh, you know, it's, it's, here we go. We got some of those. Here we go, guys. Are you ready? It's that spaghetti time of the year. And you can see 
while this is going to be, as, as Jared mentioned, a direct impact from some sort of tropical disturbance, a depression, a storm, we'll see, uh, for South Florida, it's going to remain off the southeast coast. But again, it, you know, let's see, Matthew in chat here is talking about he's traveling to Virginia in a couple of weeks. Maybe we got folks traveling to the beach. You know, you got to be mindful if you're traveling down to the beach of all the rip currents, of the threat of this offshore system. If you're a surfer, it's going to be great, I suppose. But all, the good news is the uh, the models, as you can see here from Tropical Tidbits, shout out to Levi Cowan, uh, is, is supposed to keep this on the relatively weaker side. Now, now Jared, if mm -hmm. this does get named, it's going to be Alex. That will be yes. the first name of the Atlantic hurricane season. But this, this threw me a little bit today. This is actually the remnants of Agatha, mm -hmm. right? From the Pacific side. Yes, it is. Because I was writing an article today and I was explaining some of the basics of, of hurricanes, right? And in the Atlantic Basin, you get a name once you become a storm. So depressions have numbers, storms get a name, and that name stays with it. Whether it goes up to a hurricane or back down to a depression, it just stays with it for the rest of its lifespan. But I, I hadn't thought about this, that I guess this is an exception, that if it crosses between oceans... Mm -hmm. Does it switch names? Is it because this one became remnants and it's essentially recycling, redeveloping? This is a weird technicality. Yeah, it's a weird technicality. I want to say that, you know, well, one, it's very difficult to get an intact storm across Mexico just in general. The terrain is brutal for a tropical cyclone. I mean, that's just that you, no other way to put it. Agatha was a 120, 125 mile an hour hurricane when it made landfall um, and went to nothing very quickly. Uh, over that terrain. So again, um, you know, crossing oceans is usually a pretty rare event. Right. Uh, it does happen. Typically, honestly, I've seen it happen more from the Atlantic to the Pacific side. And then what happens is that it gets that Pacific name, the Atlantic name yeah. goes away. It, get, it gets a Pacific name. But again, that's extremely rare because Mexico is very inhospitable uh, to it, getting inland anywhere in Mexico is very inhospitable to tropical cyclones because of the, um, terrain it just tears them apart yeah it snuck across the the smaller the smaller portion there uh we'll pop back over here to um one of the many model runs we're still a little too far out if we get any impacts from this in the carolinas it's going to be this weekend but as we work our way out into the future and we make our way all the way to about 84 hours out out uh, which is a uh, site here on the NAM. Again, this is just one computer model. This mm -hmm. isn't necessarily what's going to happen, but we're just kind of using it to represent. You can see it's right off of Fort Myers in Florida. You know, it, it does try to kick a little bit of shower activity back up, maybe into Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. In, well, you know, in the other part of this, James, is that this could be a little bit of a PRE, a predecessor rain event. Sure. Um, and, and because we're going to have that front at the same time yeah. sagging south across the southeast and so you know so there's that backdoor front there you can see it kind of this is uh i think this is tonight's forecast this is tonight I, this is wednesday yeah, this, night surface map mm -hmm. from the weather service yeah so you have a lead trough there you have the you have a, a front you have a stationary front but then you have a little cold front a little bit of a, a cold front punching south uh, south of philadelphia and that is going to be the backdoor front that is going to come through and, yeah. uh, and bring us our weather on Friday, which we'll get get into in a second. But what this we is going to continue to do is going to go south and eventually it will stall out. Um, and the interaction of tropical moisture there with the front being in the area and upper level disturbances rippling by, that'll help enhance some of the rainfall 
around that front. So places like Charleston on Saturday in particular, looks like we could see some, you know, a, a decent covering of scattered showers and thunderstorms, maybe numerous showers and thunderstorms. Same with Jacksonville. Uh, point south, it's going to be more associated with the cyclone itself, whatever it ends up being. Um, so uh, the good news is, is that this is going to be very helpful rainfall for a lot of us because, I mean, we've got my, a major my lawn drought could use going it. on over here. Yeah, I mean, we got quite a drought going on here, um, you know, where I am in the low country. And so uh, we're going to take everything we can get. But as long as the extracurricular activity in yeah. the form of severe weather stays to a minimum. Best case scenario, this is just good timing for South Carolina Hurricane Preparedness Week, which is this week. North Carolina had it previously because it's that friendly reminder that we are, in fact, in hurricane season um actually here's a fun fact for you and uh, this was something that got touched upon in a recent episode we had here on the carolina weather group on, on whether or not the hurricane season should start earlier it starts june 1st but there's there's been discussion in recent years on whether or not it should start maybe on may 15th um and this fact from um, Ian Boatman. He works mm -hmm. at the National Weather Service in Wilmington, and he's also a, a Georgia Bulldog grad. Go dogs. Uh, he pointed out that this is the first season we have had in some time since 2014 yep. that we have not had a named storm in the Atlantic before the season actually began. And, and as Frank Strait did on Twitter earlier, he still put an asterisk behind that because, again, we, we did not use a name, but there was certainly a low pressure system that came ashore in Florida about a week ago that was hmm. developing tropical characteristics. You could see the banding. You could see the center starting to consolidate a little bit. It just didn't have enough time uh, to get that name. Um, and, and, and when storms get names, when storms get classified as tropical cyclones, things get very crazy. Uh, it, it makes the it makes the messaging very difficult. And, and so the messaging was in place. You had you know the proper watches and warnings out from the weather service there. You know, it was proportional. It was right. Uh, but if that had had any more time, it probably, you know, would have been TD one. We probably would yeah. have had at least one. There it is. There's the tweet. Yeah. If you're watching with us, uh, I know we got lots of visuals in tonight's show. So audio podcast listeners. We love you. There is a link to watch this episode on YouTube if you want to see any of the visuals uh, we are referencing. Uh, now, again, a reminder, if you missed last week's episode here on the Carolina Weather Group with Dr. Phil Klotzbach from the Colorado State University uh, Tropical Research Team there, again, both Colorado State, those fine researchers, and the National Weather Service's National Hurricane Center, both are calling for above normal seasons. So although this is the first season since 2014 where we haven't had a pre-show activity, pre-season mm -hmm. activity, don't yeah. let your guard down. All right, that's probably enough for now on the tropics. We'll keep an eye on what could or could not be Alex. We will keep you posted on our Facebook, our Twitter accounts. Let's talk Friday. We just teased it here a moment ago. Kevin is still with us on YouTube, wants to know about Kill Devil Hills on Friday. Is the weather going to be severe? Is it going to be tornadoes? Let's pop back up, Jared. I have the uh, Outlook from the Storm Prediction Center, uh, and this will kind of show everybody where the main threat is going to be on Friday. This is a marginal threat. This is a tier one out of five, and this is impacting places, including but not limited to the coast from Savannah through Hilton Head, Charleston, Myrtle Beach, Wilmington, Cape Lookout, Cape Hatteras. And in, as far inland as portions of the I-95 corridor in North Carolina and as far inland as Columbia and Augusta on that South Carolina side of things. Now, Jared, 
you and I both know that the running joke around here is that marginal days, the tier one out of five, can sometimes outperform the tier two out of five or the tier three out of five that we sometimes see. We, we just have this weird thing in the Carolinas where these marginal risk days tend to overachieve. Now, with that being said, Kevin, and to all of our other uh, audience members tonight, the main threat that we anticipate from this on Friday will be in the form of thunderstorms with damaging winds. So the main threat will not necessarily be tornadoes. We'll, of course, watch for the possibility that something overachieves. But this type of setup on Friday, the main threat is going to be tornadoes. Uh, Jared, I probably just stole all of your thunder, but this is your neck <laughs> of the woods, coastal uh, yeah. region. Uh, what can you add to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you got a lot of that dead on there. And, and I think the thing that I would keep in mind, too, is that you're going to have, uh, you know, you are going to have boundary interactions. You're going to have plenty of heating, especially further south. They're going to have plenty of heating during the day. Again, we're going to get to 92 in Charleston. Dew points are going to be surging a little bit. Precipital water values, uh, which is basically you take a column of column of air in, atm in the atmosphere, wring it out like a... Uh, like with with a you know like a paper towel or something like that ring it out like a towel and how much water you get is basically what you can wring out of the atmosphere and so that's going to be approaching two inches so certainly heavy rain threat uh with these storms and again we could use it we just don't want it all at once uh is is always the the thing there and and most people will not get it all at once you know some people may not you know it's not going to rain all day it's not going to rain the entire time um but the other part of that is with the heat and the dew points pooling ahead of the front, you have this frontal boundary moving south, and you also potentially have a sea breeze circulation moving inland. Uh, sometimes that can you know, make things a little bit rowdy. You get some boundary interactions and stuff. Thunderstorms form, they collapse, they, they kick out outflow boundaries. Those can collide with the sea breeze or other outflow boundaries and make new storms. And so it, it, it's a bit chaotic. Um, it, it, and it, and that's, that is summer here i mean yeah. i think that's the other thing here that you that is dew points yeah i mean that that's summer in the carolinas especially the coastal carolinas and so again we're watching that sea breeze a few of those things just to see you know just to make sure that uh, you know things you know thunderstorms where those boundaries get together um, uh, thank you, Robot Jared, for that no, uh, no. comprehensive analysis right there at the very end. Robot Jared made a guest appearance, uh, which uh, which is probably good timing. Good timing here. Um, we will let folks know uh, in just a moment. Uh, we're going to rack up a, a video that the National Hurricane Center put out today, taking you behind the scenes of their headquarters in Miami, Florida. As this is playing out, uh, I'm going to continue to read the uh, questions and comments because, as Kevin just mentioned, uh, we are answering them live tonight on this Wednesday night if you're watching with us on YouTube and Facebook and so if you have any questions while this video is playing out we'll answer them on the other side but again I do want to know how you guys are staying cool if you got any good remedies uh, let me know and uh, Jared I'm going to go ahead and play out this video which was one of several Facebook lives that the National Hurricane Center posted on their Facebook page today I will say and I'm not trying to throw shade the audio is not the greatest i'm just telling you that because as the host here i am obligated to tell you please don't tune out when we talk to this video but we thought it had some really cool behind the scenes look at how the national hurricane center in miami works this video runs about five minutes we'll see you on the other side stay with us you're watching the carolina weather group Welcome back to the National Hurricane Center. This is Director Ken Graham. We're, we're live here in our operations area once again. A lot of things to show you. Today's June 1st. Um, one thing, Robbie, if you can pan around, you can see a lot of activity today. It's absolutely incredible. 
Um, June 1st, we get everyone together to be able to talk about the kickoff of hurricane season 2022. You can see the media that's here. You can see uh, everyone getting ready. Preparedness. That's the name of the game when we talk about June 1st and getting ready for the season. And we've been looking at a current system with Agatha hitting Mexico and then trekking across and some of the remnants we'll be watching for the next couple of days. So it's time to get ready. Hurricane season 2022 begins today and we, we're coming off a couple very busy seasons and we actually come up. This is our brand new video wall. I want to introduce the video wall to everybody. We have some new tools and, and to give you an idea, the media desk that we normally use is just behind us here in front of me and then back over here against the wall, uh, we have the new video wall here. You can see some of the things we display. The 2021 hurricane season, a busy one. We had 21 named storms, ran out of names. Ran out of names in 2005, ran out of names in 2020, and once again, running out of names in 2021. But it's not just the Atlantic for us. It's also from all the way from the African coast to the European coast. Robbie, look at this. All the way across to 140 west. Those are all ours, 28 countries we do the hurricane forecasting for, and we collaborate, we coordinate with them. Just an incredibly busy season. 21 storms I've mentioned in the Atlantic, but guess what? We also had 19 storms in the Pacific. They're all ours, and, and so it makes for a busy season. We're looking at all these different basins. I remember last season, we can see right here, number nine, Robbie, right here, you can see the intense portion of it, the purple here, the intensity, category four storm hitting Louisiana, that's Hurricane Ida, with $75 billion worth of damage alone. So looking at this season, coming off a couple busy seasons, incredible since 2017 the, the seasons that we've had we've had more category four and five landfalls uh, from 2017 to current than we did from 1963 to 2016 take that in so it's been incredibly active uh, for us and kicking things off early already got a system we've been watching remember 28 countries we work with and we're watching um, really looking at uh, a system coming across of Mexico and getting into the Gulf look at this moisture this blow up here about an 80% chance of development I think that's what you have Dan Dan's doing the forecast Dan Brown on duty, by the way. We've mentioned him for, for years, and he's on duty watching this, so 80% possibility of development. But whether it's named, whether it's not named, whether it's a, a strong storm or not, that's an incredible amount of moisture. So we're going to have to keep an eye on this for Cuba into South Florida as all this moisture starts to move towards the east. That's one of the biggest things we're going to have to watch. So preparedness is now. we got to be prepared. So I've showed you the video wall, some new things here in operations. Probably look at all the folks back here. Are you ready for hurricane season? And look, we're ready for hurricane season at the Hurricane Center, so we need everyone else to be with us to be ready as well. Got somebody to introduce you here. Lisa, come on in. We got a brand new, just hired Lisa as our latest hurricane specialist here at the National Hurricane Center. So Lisa, introduce yourself. Hi, Ken. Hi, yes, my name's uh, Dr. Lisa Gucci, and I was uh, the most recent hire to the National Hurricane Center as a hurricane specialist. I have to ask, um, I ask a lot of people this, so what's your passion? Why did you put in for the job, and what makes you excited to come to work? Oh man, well I, you know, I have been in the hurricane research field for the past 12 years, and so the opportunity to come over here and be a specialist, and look at the data and help you guys make the forecasts, and, and give you the best forecast that we can possibly give you, that's my passion, and I'm just so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you here, so thank you. I wanted to introduce the world. Uh, to our the latest hurricane specialist, just an incredible amount of passion. So, Robbie, once again, panning around, I'm going to wrap it up here. Today's June 1st. Uh, we've got some more Facebook lives we're going to do today. We're going to introduce you to Dr. Mike Farah, he's the director at NCEP. Uh, we've got some other folks to introduce you to. We'll probably get over to Taft B 
and we'll meet all the folks over there, see Chris stare at me here. Um, so I'm going to make sure we cover all the different aspects of, of the Hurricane Center. So time to get ready. You know, I look at the last couple seasons, it's been busy. And, and, you know, you think about getting supplies, you think about getting ready. Let's not be stressed. If you buy things at the last minute, they're not going to be on the shelf, and, and things are pretty expensive. So let's, let's think about buying, buying things in short spurts, getting the supplies that you need for hurricane season. Know your risk. If you're new to an area and you don't know what to do, ask. It's a big thing uh, to be able to ask and get ready. Hurricanes.gov for the latest information from us at the Hurricane Center and ready.gov, latest preparedness information from, from FEMA, listo.gov, por information en español. Uh, you can get so much information out there to be prepared. So together, let's be prepared for the season. More of these broadcasts to come. We'll be back here in a little bit. So thanks for tuning in live here at the National Hurricane Center. This has been Ken Graham. I didn't know they did 28 countries, Jared. 28 countries, and I thought his advice about preparedness this year when it comes to purchasing items was good. Get what you need. But don't overbuy. Leave enough for your neighbors. Yes. And buy as you go. I, I, I think that's one thing, too, is that, you know, if, if like, for example, I always have some bottles of water, you know, just some big sure. jugs of water just on standby. Buy them as we go. Get a couple every now and again. And as you do your typical grocery shopping works out really nicely. You know, you get get those things on your list over time. And then and then when the crunch happens, because the crunch will happen. You know, when a storm's out there, uh, <laughs> all hope abandon. You know, yeah. ab abandon all sanity. And, you think you're uh, having trouble finding stuff now? Wait until there's a storm threat. Right, exactly. I mean, the supply chains are already extremely stressed. They will yeah. remain stressed. I think that's the fuel prices being what they are. The state of the fact that the pandemic is still going on and is still having big impacts on travel and and the supply chain and, and, and yeah. you know, and other parts of life here. Um, yeah. The best thing you can do is get the stuff when there is not a lot of stress going on, when you don't have the stress of a storm out there. Um, and that goes for insurance. That goes for a lot of things because in the case of insurance, when there's a named storm out there, you're, you're, you're done. They're not going to talk to you. There's no so, enrollment. You got to enroll now. No, you got to do it now. And, you know, check yeah. all, check all that over now, get photos of your place, you know, and, and, and get a, you know, and, and, and get, you know, get a look at, at everything and, you know, just get some documentation, just get it ready. You know, and we've we got a couple of, we got a couple episodes on our YouTube channel, Carolyn yep. weather group uh, with uh, insurance specialists over the years talking about mm -hmm. ways you can document and prepare. Uh, so that's a good way to wrap up tonight to let you know, you can find that. And we will continue to keep an eye on the tropics. We got those two systems out there with possible uh, chances of development. And again, uh, the one is is so low that I'm I'm almost forgetting about it, but we'll keep an eye on what could be Alex at 80% chance of development as it comes off of the uh, Mexican coast and towards Florida as we look ahead to the weekend. Our best guess here on Wednesday night is to expect rough surf, uh, rough rip currents, and possible beach erosion along the Carolina coast and the southeast coast if you're doing any traveling here on this uh, beginning of June. Jared, thanks for joining me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. And always good to be here, man. Oh, wait a second. Hang on. Wait. Time out. Before we go, before we go, you had a cool announcement last week on Twitter oh, that uh, the Jared Smith CHSWX Charleston Weather Brand uh, put out. And um, tell, tell us about it. Yeah. So uh, so I'm working with the uh, Spoleto Arts Festival here in Charleston to uh, facilitate, uh, you know, just weather forecasts for a lot of their outdoor shows and uh, 
we've uh, been doing that over the past few days and they've got a show started 30 minutes ago and uh hopefully it it looks like it is indeed as we thought 79 degrees with mostly clear skies uh it was a beautiful Thank sunset you. tonight and we've been we've had good luck with weather so far but yeah so uh so i'll be keeping folks updated over the next couple of weeks uh for for the uh, Spoleto Arts Festival. If you're coming down to Charleston to check that out, be sure to give us a follow at CHSWX and, um, or at Spoleto Festival USA. They're going to be reposting a lot of my stuff. Uh, it's super exciting, and it's a, it's a big deal. It's, a, it, it's really, really cool. It's great to be able to work with them. Uh, and, um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully I have all good news to report. So that's, okay. that's what we're hoping for. But it'll be honest nonetheless. It's just good to see that they're back. Yes. So, uh, and, and, and Indeed. We're, we're in good hands with uh, Jared Smith keeping an eye on the sky. So thank you for that. And thank you to everybody watching and listening to this week's edition of the Carolina Weather Group. We will be back if and when the weather warrants. Otherwise, we see you each Wednesday night for an all-new edition of our show covering weather, science, technology, and more from the Carolinas and beyond. <laughs>